Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah and I'm here with Melanie Verstrady and we're going to talk about patterns. Have you ever heard of the statistic of like, if you're in one toxic relationship, then you're likely to be in another and that toxic parents or result in toxic romantic relationships and the list goes on and on and on. If so, you've probably thought, wow, that's really not fair. And no, it isn't. But it's exactly what Melanie experienced. Hello, Melanie. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you, Sarah? Oh, I'm good. Let's talk your initial tragedy that you've now turned into triumph, right? Tell us a bit about your early relationship with toxic relationships and how they just kind of kept compiling. Yeah. And actually before that, like, I really want to commend you for having this podcast because (laughs) I don't, there is, there's not enough knowledge around the subject and I commend you for doing this work and enlightening people and changing their lives. It's beautiful. Thank you. I... I'm one of these weird people who actually wake up every day, like excited to go to work, or I never feel like I'm working. And it connects me with such beautiful souls on this journey. Well, give us some, give us some more info about your background. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, well, I mean, my whole life was a toxic relationship up until about four years ago. I mean, it was like, long story short, I grew up without my father and my mother wasn't, well, let's just say not exactly the nurturing kind. And I had a a Rolodex of six stepdads by the time I was 21. And most of them were nice, but there was a couple really doozies in there, if you will. (laughs) And I ended up marrying somebody who was very narcissistic, probably had other things that were going on that I didn't know of. And uh, we had three children together and it went from bad to worse to four personal protection orders And me basically leaving Michigan to truly save myself and my children from him. And then repeated the pattern. You said we're talking patterns here, right? (laughs) Then repeated the pattern, got married again. And it was truly this epiphany. Like I I said to you earlier, it's like, I feel like I had like a come to Jesus moment. And, you know, for people, it could be God, energy, Buddha, the universe, it doesn't matter, right? It was like, what the hell is wrong with you that you keep attracting these toxic men? And before, you know, I blamed my first ex. Oh, well, he's jerk. He's this, he's that. But the realization with, holy shit, I'm getting divorced again. Who's the common denominator here? There's something going on with this girl that she keeps attracting these people in her life. And that was about four years ago. And that was truly the beginning of the most beautiful journey of self. And just truly like waking up is really what, like the best word that I can use to describe it. And I, what I realized was that it was my thinking. It was who I felt I was, what I was worthy of, what I wasn't worthy of that caused those men to come into my life and not just me to attract them in my life, but me to, to be okay with how they treated me because there was a lot of wounded masculine energy in both of those men. So there was a lot of, you know, talking down to me, giving me the silent treatment, yelling at me, humiliating me in front of family and friends, um, just, you know, toxic behaviors. Right. 
And so to, to move from that revelation of victimhood, and, and I can say it because I played victim, even though I always looked at myself as a very strong woman. I didn't, I didn't think I was a victim, but the fact that I didn't do anything about it and I blamed others, right, made me a victim. And so, well, and I want to stop you there because it, it sounds like at the time you didn't really know what to do because you seem strong. You seem beautiful. I know it, there's been levels of success in your life that probably yes. attracted the toxic people to you. It wasn't just your brokenness. It wasn't just what was wrong with you that attracted yes. toxic people. It was what was right with you, right? It's like you were a catch and they were like, oh, good. Let me catch her and treat her badly. And then you're like, oh, no, what am I going to do? <laughs> yes, I love that you said that. And you know what else? You just made me think of something. It wasn't that that's all I attracted in my life. This is the interesting thing. And, and I hope if, if anybody gets anything out of this podcast, and I know they're going to get a whole bunch, but if they get anything out of it, the interesting thing was that I still attracted great men. I just ruined it. I truly sabotaged the relationship on purpose, knowingly, because the thought in my mind was, holy shit, this guy is going to find out that I'm not all these things that he thinks I am. He's going to find out that I am not worthy and that he is so much better than me and that he can do better. And it's crazy nonsense, these thoughts that can go on in your mind. So you chose emotionally unavailable men to kind of like hide that piece of yourself? No, I would like a really great example was um, there's a, like no naming names or any of this. But um, in my early 20s, there was a great guy, great guy, great catch. He was an attorney. He came from a prominent family. He was fun. He was funny. He was charismatic. He treated me like like a queen. But because he came from money and I did it, I was like, why, why does he want to be with me? Like this guy is going to find out that he can do better and he's going to dump me. So you know what? I'm just going to dump him first because I'm not going down there. So because he had the ability to hurt me in my mind, I wouldn't allow it. And you know what else is so interesting is that as much as I wanted love, because I felt unloved most of my life, as much as I wanted love, I guarded myself from it because I was afraid of it. And I think that I settled into those toxic relationships because, well, a couple of reasons. One, I didn't feel worthy of any better. And two, I don't, I, I didn't think that they could ever truly hurt me. So and then how did it turn out? Because I've heard this story before. So how did that turn out? Did they hurt you? Oh, well, I mean, we, 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 of course we got divorced, both of them. And I was the one who initiated both divorce. It wasn't for like lack of trying on my part. Like I was married for nine years, the first husband and five years, the second. And it was, it was literally just like the realization of like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, you don't even like this person. And it, it went from, you know, being good to progressively not, and just, just, a slew of, of being treated like less than over right. and over and over and over and over again. And, you know, the woman I am now will first wouldn't even attract somebody like that. And second would be like, hold on, what is happening here? So there is always red flags, right? It's really interesting how we look at red flags when, when we haven't done our own healing, 
versus when we have. Like we look at red flags as, ah, a worthy adversary. I can change this behavior. Yeah. I can fix this or all these lies we tell ourselves. But truly, the red flags is like your intuition, your gut saying, no, no, this is not good. Run. <laughs> no, I agree completely. Do you want to help other people who've been in toxic relationships? Of course you do. I hear it all over from people who are good, kind, loving, giving, and forgiving. So some ways you can do that is to leave a review for the podcast so people know this is great information or leave a review for the book, Becoming Toxic Person Proof. So people know it's not just about studying narcissism. It's about creating an amazing life after narcissism. You can leave reviews anonymously. And I want to say thank you so much for helping other people and not just being a consumer of information, but helping give back to people just like you were earlier in your journey that are confused, that don't know who to trust. And when you leave a review, even if it's anonymous, then you help them on their journey. You pay it forward. You help the world become a better place so toxic people stop winning and the good people start winning. So when you think about, do you think about your inner child? Is that, because you talked about your mom, you know, when you think about healing that inner piece of you, tell us about how that process started for you. So for me, I you know I hear a lot of inner child work. I never actually did any inner child work. So the beginning of my journey four years ago, I was literally like this, like a funnel, like just get in here, fix this, right? Of course, I'm not broken now, but I thought I was broken then, right? We're pretty broken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I would, I went to everything and anything, like you name it, I did it. I went to Tony Robbins events. I hired coaches. I listened to podcasts. I read books, like, and I was like, I was determined this, like something is going to click here, right? Something is going to work. And after about three years, literally, of it being like my job to fix me, nothing, nothing still worked. Like I gained more knowledge, but I still felt the same. I still had the same inner dialogue. I had still had the same limited beliefs. I still had the same, I like to call her like the shit talker going on in there. I still had all of that, right? I knew more, but I was still the same. And it truly... <clears throat> Wasn't until I attracted my mentor, who's Bob Proctor, in my oh, oh yes, yes, uh huh, yes, he was the one who actually showed me this, like the roadmap of this is how you change, this is how you get in and you repro, because it's all about the subconscious mind. Yeah. And so I did the work, and night and day different, like and. It's just, it's so, it's so beautiful because we as humans, we make things really, really complicated and think things have to be hard, right? But truly part of this evolution of self and healing is to just let go a lot of times and trust, just trust that things will always work out for you. Trust that everything is happening for your greater good. And, and even like all of those things that I went through and there's so much more that I didn't even talk about, but it, it doesn't matter because they're, I look at them as gifts because if I didn't go through any of those things, I wouldn't have had to look in the mirror and say, okay, 
what is happening here? This has to change. Like whatever you're doing is not working, right? And so I truly know and believe that everything that we go through, and even though in the moment, it doesn't feel like it's a gift. Trust me, I saw my ex-husband hiding in my backyard in the dark at three in the morning. That definitely did not feel like a gift. However, hindsight, you know, moving forward, I know that I needed to go through that to pull me out of where I was, to wake me up, look in the mirror and, and basically say, listen, this all starts within you. It's within who you think you are, what you think you believe, what you're worthy of. And these thoughts that you've been carrying with you are lies. You think that you're unworthy. You think that you deserve this. You don't. And it's, it's so beautiful to be on that other side and just feel like that, that freedom and that peace. So if there was one exercise, like journaling exercise or something like that, that you were like, oh my gosh, I wish everyone did this to kind of improve their self-worth. Is there anything that you would throw out? Totally. Like, I truly feel like the, like your self-image and like your self-image is like what you believe to be true about you. And that, it's interesting because we have two self-images. So it's not this, right? Because mm-hmm. This really didn't change for me. I still dress nice. I still did my hair, similar makeup, blah, blah, blah. Right. But the inner self image, the one that nobody sees, the one that you might not even know exists, this is the image that needs work. And so if I could give any of your listeners any tips, I would say to think of characteristics that you like and you admire in other women. And you don't have to necessarily know them. They could just be somebody you know of, right? And then write those things down. Like write down, like for example, uh, my and I change my self-image often. I probably change it like twice a year because I become her and then I create another. But to explain, my first self-image was, um, I don't remember exactly, but a lot of the characteristics were I am confident because I was not confident at all, right? I am authentic, which was so important for me because I was anything that anybody wanted me to be and never me, right? right. So I am confident, I'm successful, I am beautiful, I'm a leader, I'm strong, I'm I'm all these things that you want, right? So you write them down and then you actually say like, I'm so happy and grateful now that, and then write down all those characteristics and then read that, see it, feel it, know it, visualize it. Like you are her already. And if you have any male listeners, same thing for the men, same thing, you are this person, right? And you, you go in your mind, you go in your imagination, you close your eyes and you you see it, you feel it, you see yourself being that person showing up with those attributes. And you see that person now because everything happens right now and do that morning as soon as you get up and do it right before you go to bed, because that's when we're like the most suggestive like that. That is how hypnotists can get you into that state because you're in a very relaxed, susceptible state. So do that. See it, feel it, know it and then think it like. Thank you, God. Thank you, myself. 
Thank you, universe, whatever. Like it, it, it is done, right? And know it to be true. And then you will actually start to feel shifts. And at first, the negative talker is going to tell you, this is bullshit. This is not true. Like you have to not listen. That's the old programming. That's the comfort zone. That's the old, you know, subconscious talk. We are truly the creators of our life and you can create a better version of you. It all starts with your thinking. Yeah. And when we signed up for college, if those are school, when we signed up for college, we imagined ourselves as a college graduate, right? So it's very similar, you know, and I, I use that with my own clients, like, okay, six months from now, like that version of you, what would she tell this version of you? You know, if, if you're confident, feeling beautiful, feeling like a leader, feeling like what, what advice would she have for this current version of you that feels stuck or feels broken or feels sad or feels whatever. And sometimes I remember that in my own life, like trying to like write those gratitude lists. I'm like, I'm thankful that I'm a best-selling author. I'm thankful that I'm the international speaker. I'm thankful with this. And it was really hard for me. It was really hard for me. It's a lot easier now because several of those things have come true. So (laughs) it's easier to believe. Okay. One day I'm going to graduate high school. One day I'm going to graduate college. One day I'm going to get a job. One day I'm going to be able to drive. It's very similar to our milestones in our life. Like one day I'm going to be confident. One day I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be confident. Then then start believing, I'm going to be confident. I'm a leader. You know, I'm from, I'm going to be who I am. And I know Tony Robbins, he says every day and every day I'm growing stronger and stronger because sometimes it can be really hard to say I am strong, but it can be easier for our mind to say I'm growing stronger. So maybe even like I'm growing in my confidence, I'm growing in my leadership, I'm growing in my grace, I'm growing in my beauty might help people too, right? Yeah. And truly like, I don't know if, if any of your listeners have ever done mirror work, but I, I actually find those more powerful um, within like my, like my body feels it than actually doing um, affirmation. So I will look in the mirror and I will look into my soul and I will tell myself all of these, I am statements, right? All of these wonderful, I am statements. And I'm telling you like, I don't even have to create the feeling. It creates itself. Like it just feels so much more powerful. And it's, it's truly just believing these things to be true because they are like, we're literally all God's highest creation. So it's, it's only in our acceptance of that. And then stepping into that greatness that we are right? It's not dimming the light anymore. Like our culture and our society likes to, you know, dim your light and, you know, you, you know, you're too much for this person. No, like we're powerful beings. We're here to be everything. We're here to, we're here to give love, be the best version of us and give back. That's what mm-hmm. we're here for. I love that you said, I am statement. So with my kids every night, they say, I am strong, I am brave, I'm a critical thinker. And those are like identity pieces that from when they were little teeny tiny, I'm strong, I'm brave, I'm a critical thinker. And sometimes things will come up in their life, like I'm a good reader or something else that needs to be added. But it's like, I'm strong, I'm brave, I'm a critical thinker. I think I'm good at doing hard things was one of the things at one point, you know. And then I started getting worried. I was like, oh, I don't want them to only think they have to do hard things. So I backed off that one. 
love that. I love that you're doing that with them while they're little because they're they're literally such a sponge. They just take it all in. So beautiful. Well, it's all, you know, you talked about your mother not being that nurturing, but it's how I want them to see me seeing them. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's really form their own identities apart from me, which they're older now. They're definitely doing that. But when kids are young, they see themselves as like an extension of their parents. Like they all do, you know, healthy or not healthy and, and healthy kids get to break away from their parents and toxic parents say, no, don't break away from me, you know, but it just helping form that, that early identity. Well, it seems to have gone pretty well so far. So <laughs> Absolutely. that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you had one message to give to everybody in the world, what would you say? Oh, geez. Um, you're more powerful than you know. Mm-hmm. It truly all starts with your thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love we, it. We become what we think about. That's truly the bottom mm-hmm. line. So just, just start shifting your thinking to thinking of what you want. Thinking of the best. Stop expecting the worst because that's why you get it. And so stop, like all that is, it's the ego. I got to protect myself. So I'm going to prepare for worst case scenario. But the law of attraction, make sure that you get it, right? So, so start only thinking about the good. Expect the good. And life will start to surprise you. Awesome. Well, Melanie, tell people where they can find more out about you. Sure. So um, my full name is is on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. It's Melanie Verstrady. So M-E-L-A-N-I-E-V-E-R-S-T-R-A-E-T-E. I think I need to shorten it like Gary B. I'm like Melanie B. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, I had a strategy session with Gary B. I've met him. I have a picture with him. He's amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, the. Um, We'll have all of that in your name and your stuff in your show notes so they don't have to remember it. But that's awesome. Melanie, thank you for helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.